Hey, good morning, Mike, and good morning, members and subscribers. We are bringing not only an action-packed episode and show for the Moonshots Master Series today, Mike, but I think we're bringing a little bit of proactivity, a little bit of ownership, and maybe even starting to discuss things that we're not quite comfortable to air in public, are we? Yeah, I think this is time for us to talk about something that we often keep the cards close to our chest, Mark. I I think you're totally right. This is certainly an area that I've probably kept close to my chest in the past, and hopefully we're going to be a little bit more revealing today as we dive into a brand new episode on wealth creation. And this is not necessarily, Mike, something where you and I, we're going to spend the next hour uh, talking about the Ferraris that we want to go and purchase, the houses that we're going to go and bid on. (laughs) Instead, I think it's a little bit more reflective and proactive from a generation and creation perspective, don't you think? Well, I think it is critical work to do to talk about wealth because it, as you quite rightly pointed out, it can be a little bit on the blingy side, show-off side, a little bit uh, self-indulgent side, um, and it really doesn't have to be. I think you know when we think about wealth creation here at the Moonshots Master Series, if we think about all the amazing people that we've studied, I believe that there are so many powerful things that come from the pursuit of wealth. Fundamentally, Mark, I don't think you can create wealth if you're not creating value for others. And I believe that's very kind of karmic approach. Like if you're not giving away, if you're not creating value, then I don't believe you can create wealth, can you? Well, I think that's a very interesting question that maybe we'll hopefully try and answer in today's show, Mike, because I think I I see where you're going with that. This equation of the time you're putting into something in exchange for creating something for others and then being rewarded, I think is perhaps a a loaded word here because then that makes me think of ego and so on. But the idea that you're getting something for the work that you, or the service that you're providing to Mm. others. If I'm reflecting on some of the work that we did in the happiness series, as well as some of the individuals that we dug in on our previous financial uh, series uh, earlier in the Moonshot show, I think you're totally right. I'm, I'm enjoying the connection between creating something and therefore getting something out of it and you're creating something brand new for the world, I think is quite right. Exactly. So I think it's time to buckle in and get ready because we're going to go to some of the greatest wealth authors, contemporary ones like uh, Robert Kiyosaki, the classics like Napoleon Hill. Um, We're going to be going into what it takes uh, to create wealth, why you might create it in a way that is, I think, good for you and good for the world around you. And I think that's really, really important. And I would say what we hope to do is discuss things that, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, Mark, I really wish I had learned way, way, way earlier, right? Don't you have that feeling of like, why am I finding out now that's what it takes? I I, I think, again, this is a big insight that for me, I've started to uncover, particularly in the preparation for today's show and some of the reflections we've done on the Moonshot show and the Master Series to date as well, our 19 other shows, how much uh, individual ownership as well as control that I can take that I perhaps have intentionally ignored until now. 
It's yeah. only, you don't really get, you, obviously you get taught mathematics, equations and so on. And the idea of managing money to a very light extent when, when you're a child. But I don't think this level of insight and view, uh, ownership that you have over that uh, wealth of yours is something that you ever really get taught until you dive into content books and so on. So I think you're totally right, Mike. Today feels like the time when we can start to answer those questions that perhaps have eluded us until now. Yes. Let's break the shackles and find out what it really takes to create wealth. And we are going to start with one of my all-time favorite books. Uh, The author is Napoleon Hill, and the book is called Think and Grow Rich. This is going to be a big theme uh, in terms of wealth creation. We're not going to just be talking about how to save money and live within your means. We're going to talk about mindset. And one of the biggest and most critical mindsets that there are is this idea of burning the boats. So let's have a listen to Money Via uh, from 2000 Books talking about one of the most fundamental mindsets for wealth creation. Now, let me tell you the story of Spanish conqueror Hernan Cortes back in the 1500s to really explain what it means to burn the boats. When Hernan Cortes' warships arrived on what was then the Aztec Empire, he had clear intentions of fighting the Aztecs and conquering that area of what is now modern-day Mexico. However, he quickly realized that his army was badly outnumbered, almost to the ratio of 1 to 100. And he saw that his soldiers were starting to hesitate and thinking of retreating in case the war did not go according to plan. So in order to get the very best out of his soldiers, in order to get them to win, he ordered his men to burn their boats. And once the boats were burned, there was no way of retreating. The soldiers knew very clearly that they only had two options, either win or die. There was no other way out, do or die. And that created a burning obsession inside of them to win and to live. And that is why his army went on to win the war, even though they were outnumbered one to hundred. Now that is the power of burning the boats. It quickly gets us to harness the power of our subconscious mind because when our survival is at stake, the subconscious mind brings all its power to bear on a given situation. In those situations, we become unstoppable. So if you want to create a burning, obsessive, pulsating desire for something, if you really want to program your subconscious mind with your goal, you need to cut off all other paths of retreat. You need to cut off all other possibilities. You have to go all in just one option. And sometimes these situations are externally manufactured for us. For example, you are running out of money in your venture and you have a clear deadline by which you must make the business work or the business will die. Many great entrepreneurs have actually credited those moments as the ones that really turned their businesses around. At other times, we have to burn the boats ourselves when there are no external uh, manufactured situations available to us. And one of the ways you can do that is to publicly commit to a goal. Or another way to do that is to create real deadlines with real consequences if the goal is not accomplished. Whatever you do to burn the boats, make sure that it leads to a state of burning obsession where you are almost obsessively thinking about the goal. You need that fire. You need that obsession. You need that in order to program your subconscious mind. And that is what will trigger you to greatness. Whoa, Mike, we're hearing Manny Vaya there from 2000 Books, giving us a very passionate telling of Napoleon Hill's story of burning the boats. For me, this speaks 
volumes. This it idea could be, it, it could mark it could be in a workout series, a health <laughs> series. That this idea is, I mean, the fact that it was in Think and Grow Rich, that's where we're going to talk about it. But it's kind of this idea of all in is the moonshot's way, is it not? It really, really is, isn't it? I think going back to the insight you shared just before we we hit that clip, this idea of wealth, of of money being a mindset is not necessarily something that I think we're perhaps um, attuned to. And hearing, you know, that breakdown from Napoleon Hill, it really can be. It really can be an area of your life that you create, maybe manufacture situations that drive you in uh, the right direction of success. I mean, for me, and obviously we'll dive into this further in the show as well, when there is a, let's call it softer option, and I don't necessarily mean softer being easy every single time, but maybe it's something a little bit lighter. Maybe it's, oh, I can retreat. I can maybe point fingers. Maybe I can blame someone else. Maybe Mm. I can just step away. Maybe I can bury my head in the sand and assume that something like my finances will sort themselves out. It's very, very tempting to go out and and follow that route, isn't it? It's this idea of uh, the path of least resistance and the money and wealth idea that we all have access to in our lives. I mean, Mike, I'll, I'll be honest, I've certainly chosen the path of least resistance in the past when it comes to my finances. I've buried my head in the sand thinking I need to come back to it when I've got bandwidth and headspace. Yeah. I won't do it right now because I yeah. don't have that, that immediacy. Well, the, the interesting thing here that we can take, and I mean, it's a great read, Think and Grow Rich. So I, I would really encourage all of our members and listeners to to tune in to and get a copy. The we obviously did a a show on it, so just head over to moonshots.io and just look in the in the catalog there, and you'll 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 be able to go deeper on Napoleon Hill. But coming back to this idea of burning the boats, it's all about getting yourself a hundred percent committed, and when you are. 100% committed, your chances of success are much higher. And, you know, if you're not living and breathing the goal, it just won't happen. For example, if you say, hey, I'm going to get six-pack abs, but you still have snacks in the fridge or in the larder, then you're not all in. If you say you're going to start a company, but you're doing some consultancy unrelated on the side to pay the bills, you were not all in. And if you're not all in, your energy is not a hundred percent devoted. And if your energy is not devoted, if you are not compelled and obsessed by this goal, lose weight, run a marathon, build a business. If you are not thinking that way, you will not grow that way. It will not happen. Um, if you look at uh, Y Combinator, Paul Graham, who we've studied on the show also have a a uh, great episode on him, so you can go and check that out. He talks about a huge flag with uh, founders in a startup is if one of the founders is doing consultancy work on the side mm. because that means he hasn't burnt the boats. He's hedging, right? Yep. He or she is not fully in. And getting committed to these goals, yes, you have to face your own self-doubt. Yes, you have to face your fear of failure. Of course, of course, of course. That's that's just part of it. 
But unless you make that step, if you don't burn the boats, you're almost guaranteeing failure. Mm. You will not reach those goals if it doesn't become a complete mind, body, and soul commitment to that objective. And for many of us, it's very scary to go there, to get that committed, because if we fail, oh my gosh. But the thing to remember is that failure is not a judgment of you. As soon as you free yourself of that, that's how you think and grow rich. It is not a judgment of you. You are no less a person. In fact, Mark, I would argue you are far better a person for your failures and your ability to learn from them. If you think about all of the great people that we've studied, all the great athletes who missed the game-winning shot, all of those great people, such as Oprah Winfrey, she got fired for not being good on TV. I mean, the queen of television (laughs) early in her career, but she was all in and she made it happen. I think this is exactly the same with wealth. If you want to acquire wealth opportunity, if you want to have the freedoms that that is granting you, then you need to get all in. You need to stop spending at the premium grocery store. You need to stop spending uh, on all of those nice clothes and experiences. You need to live within your means. And that means sacrifice, which becomes, doesn't become easy, but it becomes easier if you are all in. Burn the boats, Mark. We couldn't have started stronger, could we? I don't think there's a way of, of kicking off a show, uh, an episode, a deep dive into wealth creation than hearing this story from Napoleon Hill. I mean, the only other thing that I can build on here, Mike, uh, before we continue is that manufacturing of situations that drive the immediacy, you know, similar to the Y Combinator story where you've got a founder also working on something else. I think for me, one way that I can start to really bring in this obsession with focus with uh, desire on wealth is to, you know, maybe even reflect on what we uncovered on the Moonshot Show with goals, with OKRs, possibly even with um, David Allen and the idea of, you know, getting things done. This is just some of the ways I think that we can start to manufacture those, you know, simulations, let's call it, the situations where it feels as though we've got no other option, right? I've committed to this goal, committed to this deadline with my team, with those around me. Maybe it's even my partner. I'm then going to stick to it. I'm going to feel as though I've burnt the, the boats. Yeah, and therefore, yeah. I'm going to go out and, and give it a go. You're almost getting into like, all right, once you make that commitment, how you can use the support people around you to, you know, that accountability, or as James Clear would talk about is designing the environment around you to support. If you want to eat healthy, he talks about in his book, put the apples on the top of the kitchen uh, bench. Don't hide them in the bottom tray of the fridge, right? Mm -hmm. That's how how you kind of, and that's this burning desire. You start engineering everything, the people, the environment around you in order to, to, to reach this goal. whether it's an entrepreneurial goal or a personal goal. But I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you who's in. We got a bunch of people, Mark, who are all in, and those are our members, our patrons, whose support is enormous for us, isn't it? I mean, these guys and girls and members just keep on 
giving us the love and keep on growing week in, week out, Mike. If there's anything being created, it's a lot of good karma. And today we can celebrate even more members, not only joining us, but also eclipsing the 12 month mark of being members. So please welcome Dan, 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 Dan. Bob, John, Terry, Marjolin, Ken, Dietmar, Marjan, Connor, Yasmin, Lisa, Sid, Mr. Bonjour, Paul, and Berg, all of whom have been with us for well over a year now. Now, hot on their tails include Kalman, David, Joe, and Crystal, Ivo, Christian, Samuela, and Kelly, Barbara and Andre, Matthew and Eric, Abby, Chris, Deborah, Lasse, Steve, Craig, Javier, Daniel, Andrew, uh, Ravi, Yvette, and LGV, Karen, Raul, PJ, Nicuara, Ola and Ingram, Dirk, Emily, Harry and Karthik, Venkata, Vimpara, Marco, Sundus, Jet, Pablo, Roger, Steph, and our brand new member, Gabia. Thank you so much, everybody, for not only dialing in and listening to us every week and every show, but also giving us your continued uh, membership of the Moonshots Master Series. Fantastic. I mean, thank you so much for burning your boats and giving up one one Starbucks cup of coffee <laughs> a month to support us, to help us on our mission to help people shoot for the moon. It is so awesome to have that support. We thank you. We are very, very grateful and we are really glad to produce this Moonshots Master Series for you, our members. And if you want to share with us your thoughts, head over to Patreon or shoot us an email hello at moonshots.io. But let's turn our minds back to creating wealth and the opportunities that creates the the forum, if you will, the arena, uh, you might say, of giving us a shot at being the best person we can be. And this is so crucial. We talk about humility. We talk about doing the work rather than showing off. And boy, do we have some thoughts here from none other than Dr. William D. Danker, one of the best wealth authors you'll ever hear. So let's get some thoughts for him, one of the real godfathers on wealth creation. <laughs> 